The opinions of Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman don't reflect the views of Gal Media. Parental discretion is advised. KFNC Mont Bellevue, Houston, a Gal Media station. Brandon Allen, four out of four, Greg, to start this game. He's got another completion, and that's going to be a Bengals touchdown. Drew Sample into the end zone for Cincinnati. Watson for the end zone. P. Ryan is in it, running back, and breaks through, and still going! Sabaje P. Ryan down the sideline for a Bengals touchdown! And Johnson, straight ahead, that's a Texan touchdown! It's four catches for Erickson, four of his five catches this season coming in, came in the last five games. Allen floating one for the end zone. Catch made as he inbounds. Just in time, the blitz is on. The throw, touchdown Texans! Watson in the pocket, and gets away again. Floats a perfect pass inside the 10. Pushing his way to the one. Darren Fells, touchdown Texans! Pirine straight ahead and into the end zone, and got the impression that the Texans had our best chance. No sacks in this game for either team, and the ball is out! Knocked loose, and the Bengals! have recovered it. Sam Hubbard. We're professional athletes getting paid a whole lot of money. If you can't come in and put work in in the building, go out to the practice field and work hard, do your lifts and do what you're supposed to do, you should not be here. This is a job. We are getting paid a whole lot of money. There are a lot of people that watch us and invest their time and their money into buying our jerseys and buying a whole bunch of and they care about it. They care every single week. We're in week 16. And we're four and eleven, and there's fans that watch this game, that show up to the stadium, that put in time and energy and effort and care about this. So if you can't go out there and you can't work out, you can't show up on time, you can't practice, you can't want to go out there and win, you shouldn't be here because this is a privilege. It's the greatest job in the world. You get to go out and play a game. And if you can't care enough, even in week 17, even when you're trash, when you're four and eleven, if you can't care enough to go out there and give everything you've got and try your hardest, that's bull. So that's how there are people every week that still tweet you, that still come up to you and say, hey, we're still rooting for you. We're still behind you. They have no reason whatsoever to. We stink, but they care and they still want to win and they still want you to be great. That's why those people aren't getting paid. We're getting paid handsomely. That's why. And that's that's who I feel the most bad for is our fans and the people who care so deeply in this city and the people who love it and who truly want it to be great. And it's not. And that sucks as a player to know that we're not giving them what they deserve. Sports, 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 sports. So they just sit there and talk about sports? It's almost like this has happened before. It's a uh, watered-down Monday on the Blitz. Diabolical! Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, this is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And The Blitz is on, in the words of the fondly remembered Fred Fowler. Uh, you guys, everybody, everybody here knows Fred. They all, uh, We all have a special place in our heart for him. But he's not dead this time. He's actually alive. You could just not Barely. hear. Yeah, your your mic sucks, but you're alive. That's that's the good thing. Yeah, well, we'll keep working on it, but uh, yeah, I'm 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 fine. I'm just uh, stuck at home because I was exposed to a couple people who have it, and 
it, we call this contact feeling. tracing. Exactly, and I haven't You've been, been feeling traced. that great. Yeah, but uh, I, I think I'm fine. I, I went and got the test done today, and uh, should have results tomorrow. But uh, you know, just better safe than sorry. Stay right. home, and uh, I'm with you. Turn don't around, bring, don't drown. Don't bring it around me. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah, who yeah, would have thought that, that like, uh, you know, I, I, I'm the one who goes out on an airplane and flies across the country, and I come back, and my partner's the one who's contact traced to the Rona. What, who would have thunk it? Well, what, what really sucks is I haven't been around anybody, man, like, for a week. So, uh, except for the, you know, people that I, I was working with. And, uh, uh, but you know what? It's just one of those things that's going to happen, and, you know, we'll, we'll get through it. And, yeah, it's not going to sound great for a couple days, but, uh you know what? Better, better that than uh, getting everybody else sick. And uh, and I, I, you know, I'm pretty sure I don't have it. I'm about ninety five percent sure. So, but you know, why 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 risk anything? And well, especially and, with and, me, I'm very valuable to this place. If you were to get me sick, then who knows what would happen? Well, I'd be more worried if I got you sick that you would get your wife and kids sick. I don't care about you. Well, my uh, wife and kids decided to stay in Oregon, so they uh, they've uh, well, fine. I'll be there in fifteen minutes. (laughs) Yeah, they've they've left me. They're they're going to be in Oregon at least for a little while longer. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know how much how how much people know about why I was gone last week, but I had a I I didn't. You guys know me. I'm not a guy who likes to take a bunch of vacation and miss a bunch of shows and. you know, I, I normally like I would like everybody else. I was going to take Christmas Eve and Christmas Day off, but that was going to be it. Uh, unfortunately, I had a death in the family and I had to fly up to Oregon. Uh, my my wife's father died. So we were up there for that. And once we were up there, we're like, well, I, I guess instead of turning around and traveling right back, we I guess this is our Christmas plan now since we're going to have to be up there for the funeral anyway. And that was going to last until Wednesday. Uh, so I decided to just stay up there for Christmas and, uh, I came back the day after Christmas and it is good to be back in town. I've been, I've eaten a lot of bad food. I've drank a lot of bad things. Uh, and I ordered, I'm not going to name the name of the company that I ordered a juice cleanse from, but it's a popular company that, that you get juice cleanses from in this town. Other radio personalities talk about them. They've never approached me about talking about them. But uh, several people on our side of the on the other side of the hallway here have approached them about getting us to do well. Several of us to do it. I ordered a, a four day cleanse today, and it's not here yet. I'm hungry. I haven't eaten anything today. I was like, oh, I was counting on that juice getting here at like I don't know noon one, and. Apparently, it's going to be here sometime before 9. What? You're supposed to start it the next day. Well. Because like, you'll have, I think, six to go through the day. And if you got the almond milks, too, so that gives you eight yep. bottles to drink. And you start first thing in the morning. And you just keep going every couple hours. You Well, what am I supposed to do now for the day? Eat Whataburger on the way home? I guess that's the plan. I guess that's the plan. I'll stop by Fred's house and have him cook me up something just in case. <laughs> And I'll spit on it for you. So, there's there's that. Yeah, I don't need uh, I don't need your funk. Uh, well, it's good to it's good to have you back. And sorry we left you with a little bit of a mess here, but you know one of those things that couldn't be helped. And uh, I I would recommend that if anybody need you know thinks they've been exposed, go go make an appointment at Minute Maid. There might have been eighty cars there today when I was there, and I was still in and out in fifteen minutes. That's so, pretty good. Yeah, they do a really good job, and. 
you know, Tebow bless those those health workers who, you know, that that are out there doing that because they're it's six to ten percent of the people that come through there have it. And yeah, it's the first time I felt like I was really in a pandemic. Is everybody with their hazmat suits and you know they're they're using the the claw to take your specimen and stuff. And I'm like, damn, this is some movie stuff. But uh, they do a good job over there, and uh, they're a little behind on getting tests done because they've been completely booked for the last two days. So, uh, um, but yeah, I, I like I said I'm not too worried if uh, uh, if I have to do the show from home for a couple of days, so be it. But uh, you know, I I, uh, I I haven't been feeling great. I'm not really sick, but I don't think it's anywhere near the Rona. I really don't. I just think uh, you think it's my, you think it's a cold. I think I have a mild cold, and I've been off my prescription meds for a week because there was a mix-up around Christmas, and so I haven't been taking those. And I got them today, and I felt instantly better as soon as I took my pills. So, and, and I think part of it's mental. You know, you're just like yeah. Well, Dude, as soon as that, as soon as you know someone who's got the Rona, you're instantly paranoid that you've got the Rona. Oh like, God, yes. <laughs> I I haven't come in contact with anyone. Like I know a couple people now who have it. I haven't been around them at all. But I'm instantly like, oh, I got to get my temperature checked. Is that did I sniffle? What was that? Oh my God, I'm dead. I'm I'm dying. Uh, and uh, you know, uh, so far, so knock on wood, I've not died f- from coronavirus or even gotten it. But uh, but yeah, I, there is that thing. Like as soon as you know someone who has it, and you may have seen them two weeks ago, you're like, oh boy, I'm I'm feeling weird. Something's not right. So yeah, what I. I got that text on Christmas, and all of a sudden, I started feeling like, "Oh, I don't feel right. I don't feel right." Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, you know, I, I had to go up to the mountains to get away from it, and um, I, am, I, I tell you this all the time, Fred. I love going up there to Central Oregon in the summertime. I think it is, uh, it, it is one of the most underrated places in the country. Like all these, I know a bunch of dudes who like either buy or rent vacation homes in Colorado. And they're suckers because they're paying like two, three times as much. And Bend, Oregon is like, it's a miniature Colorado. It's like, it's, it's got everything that, that those mountain towns in Colorado have with just less people and it's less expensive. I mean, it is just a beautiful place. Uh, highs are in the 80s in, in the summertime. Uh, you, there's swimming, there's hiking. It's just an awesome spot. I don't like going there in the winter time, and I reconfirmed it. It is, it is hell. It is hell on earth to wake up in the middle of the night and you look over at the thermometer and it says eight, and there's not another number. It's just eight. <laughs> uh, so it was it was miserably cold there for a lot of the time, um, but it snowed on Christmas, so my kids were happy about that. Uh, my younger son, they all have snow clothes, but my younger son, for whatever reason, he doesn't like the way the snow clothes make him look. Uh, mind you, this is my kid who's shaved his head into like a mullet slash mohawk. I don't really even know what it is, but it's his thing. Uh, but he doesn't like the way the snow clothes look. So he goes out in the snow all day long in jeans and a jacket. So I'm sure he's going to come back uh, with pneumonia or something else. I, I don't even know, but... Uh, but they had a good time, and they're still having a good time up there. As good of a time as you can have, given the circumstances. Yeah, that that sucks that that happened, but at least they get to spend a little time up there with the yeah. family after that. I think that's good for everybody. So, that's yeah, good for you. You get some time to yourself. Well, it's always I, a plus. That's the thing. 
I don't like that right now because normally when we get home from a vacation, uh, my wife goes into, okay, got to clean up the house mode. And we haven't even, because we left on very short notice, we haven't even done like Christmas yet. So my kids haven't opened presents. They, 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 they both got one present each when we were up there because God bless Oregon. There's Nike outlets on every corner and they both had shoes on their list. So I got them both a pair of shoes and my house looks like a tornado because my wife hasn't been home to keep up with things. Uh, uh, There's all these boxes that need to be open. There's presents that need to be wrapped. I'm not going to have any alone time. I'm, I'm, I'm going to, this is work. Fred, and it's nonsense, to be honest. And, and to, well, be, to be perfectly honest, it's kind of why I said I'm going to do a juice cleanse because, well, beats having to cook for myself or go feed myself. I it just, these juices will be here and I'll just drink them and that'll be that. And now I got screwed out of a day of that. Now my four day cleanse is taking me into New Year's and I don't know if I'm going to do that. I might waste a day. You're going to be very cranky on Wednesday for oh, the show. I'm That's sure. so great. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Great. Can't wait for that. All right, guys. If you want to get in, uh, 713-780-3776, or you can get us on Twitch or, you know, text line. You guys know how to do it. We'll, uh, we're going to make the best of it here today. We'll get into some football in the next segment because I'm sure there's music that I can't hear going on. There is uh, music. It's a festival. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to talk some so, Texans uh, on the other side. There was a, uh, an exciting sports match, and I, I want to talk to you about maybe – if uh, we knew the Texans were bad, but did you know they were this bad? I think is the question. I think that's uh, fair. All right, we'll uh, take a quick break. We'll be right back. It's the Blitz on ESPN ninety seven five. This is the Blitz on ESPN ninety seven five. Hey guys, it's AJ Hoffman. It's fall and we could all use a little awesome. Well, our friends at Bespoke Post has brand new seasonal box of awesome collections for guys guaranteed to upgrade your life. From style and grooming goods to barware, cooking tools, and outdoor gear, Box of Awesome has collections for every part of your life. Bespoke Post only sends guys the best stuff every month. No matter what you're into, Box of Awesome has you covered. Who wouldn't want awesome stuff sent to them every month, right? It's like Christmas on your doorstep. Whether it's gear to upgrade your autumn craft beers or cozy threads for when the temperature dips, no matter what you're into, Box of Awesome has you covered. To get started, take the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers will help them to pick the right Box of Awesome for you. They release new boxes every month across a ton of different categories. It's free to sign up, and you can skip a month or cancel any time. Each box costs only 45 bucks, but has over $70 worth of gear inside. Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com and enter the code BLITZ at checkout. That's boxofawesome.com, promo code BLITZ for 20% off your first box. You are listening to The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. Well, that's where Aaron was going to play some audio from Romeo Cornell making excuses, I'm sure. But I, 
And I just assumed he was playing the audio, and I couldn't hear it. No, well, I couldn't hear it either. So okay, I'm now I've got. It. Okay, go ahead then. Well, I think all the coaches are doing everything they can. I think most of the players are doing everything they can. But there are some guys that need more work than others because everybody is a different individual, and they're motivated differently. You can't just push one button, and that impacts everybody. You know, and so you have to uh, figure out which button to push on different players to get them to do what you need them to do. And then that takes some time, too, because some players are not wired to do what I want them to do every time, you know. And so uh, it's a process that you have to go through. And a lot of it involves practice. You have to practice. But part of the deal this year is that we haven't really been able to practice the way that we need to practice, haven't been able to meet the way that we need to meet, all right, so that we can get the best out of everybody. Well, at least Romeo is better at his excuses. Uh, it, it still sounds like we have to coach better and play better. But uh, I, I mean, I'll be honest. If he's saying the coaches are doing everything they can, that doesn't instill a lot of confidence in me. If you're saying, you know, this is the best coaching job we can do, that makes me go, uh-oh, uh-oh. Mm. Yeah, we were thinking about keeping you, Romeo. Not as a head coach, obviously, but if this is all you can get out of these guys, that ain't that ain't real promising. Um, obvious, we've known for some time that the Texans are horrible, but there's always been that sort of, well, they played a really tough schedule. And to be fair, they have played a tough schedule. Their losses, I, I, I think, going into... You know they had they had ten losses going into this week, and of those ten losses, nine of those losses were to teams that were at least, well, are still at least alive for a shot at the playoffs, if not locked into a spot. So, Chiefs, Ravens, Steelers, Titans, Packers, Browns, Colts twice, Bears, all in the playoff mix, and then there's the Vikings who. I mean, the Vikings had a, a pretty rough year, but they're they're probably one of the more respectable bad teams in the league. Well, if if we're trying to you know paint a rosy situation, uh, their four wins this year, two against the Jags, the Patriots, and the Lions. Those teams are all currently eliminated from the playoff contention. So it was like. Well, you know, they're, they're beating the teams that are really bad or they're, they're beating the teams that are bad and they're losing to teams that are good teams. So maybe the Texans aren't as bad as their record says because, you know, all the teams that are beating, maybe they're just an average team and they're losing who they're, to who they're supposed to lose to. This Bengals game kind of that pulls the mask off of any thought of that, that this is anything more than just a really bad football team. It, when you lose to the Bengals... It, it it opens up some eyes, and I, I think the, when you add up the the other you know ten losses, and then add that Bengals game to it, it kind of makes all the it, it makes me stop worrying about oh, well, a tough schedule or whatnot because now it's like well if you're losing to the Bengals you you're you're just terrible. Yeah, the the one thing I would I would say in response to that though is other than about two players, who on that team really cares about that game yesterday? And, and you, you could tell from the lack of tackling, the lack of trying on defense. And the, and the Bengals did the same thing. And they're, they're letting Farrell Brown carry him 20 yards. It's not like anybody right. but here, was playing to win that game. Here's the difference, I, right? I, 
the, the Bengals actually have motivation to lose the game. Like, they're going to be rewarded with a higher draft pick by losing the game. The, the Texans just got beat by a guy called Brandon Allen. That's, that's rough, man. That's rough. This, I mean, if Joe Burrow were out there, I'd be like, well, you know, the kid, kid's going to be good. He's he got to get good sometime. It's a tough time to run into him. They lost to a Brandon Allen. I mean, this is, I, I don't know, man. I, I'm, I'm with you that the Texans don't care, but you, you, when, you, when you hear the leaders of that team talk, Deshaun Watson and, and J.J. Watt, it, it certainly seems like they care. So either they're, they're putting on a hell of a show or they're the only two guys who give any bleeps about what's going on right now. Well, I, I think those two guys care. I think there's probably a, a few others on there who care. But uh, I would hope those two guys have higher standards than everybody else because they're your two best players. But that doesn't, you know, doesn't excuse guys who are missing tackles. And uh, the interior of that defensive line, we've talked about the secondary being bad all year. The interior of that defensive line is a joke. I mean, that they've got to clean that whole thing out and start over there, too. So... I, I think they they are what their record says they are, and I'm seeing that, that stuff yesterday. Oh, well, they've had eight games with, or eight losses by eight points or less. That's the NFL, man. So Yeah, yeah unless it, you're the really... Jags or the Jets and you're just out there getting smoked every week, that's pretty much what it's going to be. Like, uh, uh, one score, you should have a bunch of one-score losses or, or losses that are by less than double digits. Like, that's, that means you're, at, you're, you're a professional. You're you're not just going out there and jagging it up, which is what you know. Some there's there are a couple of these teams doing that, and hell, the Bengals had been one of them. I, I, that does that's not an excuse to me. Well, we're losing games by eight points. That's eight, by the way, eight points is a lot in the NFL. How many yeah, yeah. how many ga- how many times do you see eight point spreads in the NFL? When you do, it's got a team called the Jags or the Jets or the Bengals involved. Like it's just it's a rare thing. It's it's funny because I, I always compare this team to the Falcons, and I, I think they've had similar years. But at least the Falcons, don't you feel like, boy, they're a lot closer. Like even you know, with some of the losses they've had. Well, I guess so. The Texans now, you've had three turnovers in the last what four weeks on the last drive. That's a pretty Falcon way to lose. Yeah, yeah, they're finding new ways to lose. Uh yeah, I, I I don't know if that's the the comparison I go with. I guess they're in sort of a similar situation where, you know, you've got a, uh, a, a you've got a quarterback. You feel like you've got the right guy at quarterback, but you don't have a head coach. You don't you don't have any defense. Uh, it, you know, I I feel like the the Falcons, when healthy, have a better roster. I, I mean, the, the, with between Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley, they, those are two guys. They're two number one receivers. The Texans don't have a single number one receiver. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's not a, it's not a, a dissimilar situation. Yeah. I just, I, I, I think that they're, they're bad, but I, I'll stick to what I've said. It's not that hard to come in and clean out a bunch of these cats. And if, you know, again, it comes down to getting the right general manager and I, I have 4% confidence that that will happen. But if you do, you could get some guys in here and, uh, it, you're not that far from being in that eight-win range if you can do that, and if you're in that range, you can be in the playoff conversation. Although not this year, even with seven teams, you might have an eleven and five team miss. 
But, um, but you know, there's just so few players on this roster that I want back. I'll, I'll, I'll add one. I'll add one guy. Uh, how about Keon Crossan? I'll keep him. I mean, for the money, certainly. Yeah, he, he, yeah, and he can be your your fourth corner and special teams ace. Yeah, uh, yeah, he, he played pretty well yesterday. He did. He got beat. He got beat a few times, but you're going to got away with a penalty, and, probably. He did on a yeah. uh, on a, a was a fourth down, right? Yeah. Uh, so, but I mean that that's yeah. He, he's he's not awful, and and you're unfortunately they're not paying him a ton of a ton of money. But here's the thing, Fred. When you compare the Texans to the Falcons. You know what the Falcons have? They're probably going to have like the fourth pick in the draft. Yeah, and, and they're going to end up with a a, a Patrick Sertain or uh, you know the, the the Micah Parsons kid out of Penn State. Like they're they're going to add a real piece to their defense. And the Texans don't have a first round pick, don't have a second round pick. I, I mean, it's it's it it. So when their their situations are similar, it, the the path to get better. Feels it feels better for the for the Falcons and the Texans certainly. Yeah, it's just you have to. You also have to hit on those picks, and if you got a top five pick, you're probably not going to miss. If you're picking twenty six, then you know you can Kevin Johnson it. So uh, I, I I think they're going to have to do it with free agents, and they're going to have to. And we went over some of the free agents, and you could spend some smart money and make yourself better. But you're you're at least a couple years away. You're going to need some draft picks next year uh to continue to, to try to build this thing you, you can you can do the quick semi fix but you can't fix the whole thing and it's gonna and that's hard because the, the good thing about draft picks well i mean do we even know about the draft picks from from last year uh blacklock looks completely lost and i don't know if you saw what Ro- romeo said about him but it was that basically uh you know he, he doesn't fit the system and it's kind of like, well, okay, but shouldn't you make your system work around a guy's talent? Well, hell, I mean, you, you make your system work around a guy like Deshaun Watson. I, I don't know if that's the kind of guy you make, like you build your defense around. I'm not saying build your defense, but if he if he if his skill set doesn't fit where you, the position you're playing him in, then you're not doing a good job. You know, you, you need to find another way to use him. Well, right, let's take it. I, I want to talk about that, because, and I want to talk about the where the 2018 draft sits right now, because or the 2019 draft, because I don't know that it's a whole lot. I don't know it's instilling a whole lot of confidence in you either at this point. No, and you, you kind of need those guys to be good for you. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. It's the Blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5. ESPN 97.5. This is The Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on The Blitz. And uh, it's so weird that I can hear the music coming back but not going out. That is weird. Yeah, it's strange. I don't know. Uh, but, but, while uh, we're going to go back to talk, discussing Texans, but 
Roberto on Twitter said, as a Rams fan, I feel lousy, uh, so I listen to you guys discussing Texans. Thank you, guys. I want to point out that that uh, six times pot that, that we were playing for yesterday, Fred, Yeah, I would have won it had it not been for the Rams. Oh. I was 4-0 heading into the Rams game. They were tied at halftime, and I was like, how much should I hedge on this? And I decided to hedge 50 bucks because I, you know, the Rams were playing well in the first half. Their defense was on it. And I was like, okay, yep. I'm feeling one terrible golf throw when they were about to go score a touchdown and golf through it, like literally directly to a Seahawk when no one else was in sight. And they, and they were still tied at halftime. I was like, oh, I'm feeling all right. And then they, I was then the, first and goal at the two. You can't get in on four tries first and goal at the two. Hey man, f- that. I, hey man, bleep that is right. So, uh, so yeah, Roberto, I, I don't want to let your Rams get a hall pass because they are garbage. I hate them. Uh, <laughs> I was rooting for you because uh, you know the good news is is that we're both still in the hunt for uh, the season-ending championship. You know, I had a really awful week a week ago, and I thought I was out of that, but I guess I'm still sort of in the mix. It would take me having a really good week and you guys kind of falling off, but yeah, but it's not. I think it's not impossible. No, you're there. I mean, I could I could have a two and three week real easily. You're only two games behind me, so well, and I still have one more tonight. I have the Bills tonight, so we were talking uh, about the 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 draft situation for the Texans, and and you know if those guys are the kind of players who you know because we we don't know we don't know if they if these guys are the the guys from this year's class. We don't know how close they are. And it got me thinking about the the 2019 class that everyone was so excited about. And are we even sure that those guys are are good? Like, wh- how how confident are you about Titus Howard? Uh, I I think I've seen enough to think he can play. I don't know how good he'll be. Like, is he a good. guy in three years that you're going to go? You know what? That was a good first round pick. Ah. Uh, I don't know. That's I, I. I hate to be wishy washy about it, but I don't know. I, I see flashes, but I don't see consistency. And you know, he's a guy who should have taken a big jump this year, and he really didn't. And plus, with the injuries, I mean, I I think there's just a big question mark next to his name. Okay, uh, I, I, I don't think there's a question mark next to Lonnie Johnson's name. Do you? No, no. That he's guy, just terrible. Um, whenever you're only in your second season and they're moving you to safety because you can't cover. That's not a good sign. No, so, I mean he's I, a, and that's your you know, second round pick. That's a disaster. Yep. Uh, Max Sharping, do you have a question mark by him? Because I, I kind of don't anymore. Uh, I, I don't know what happened this year because I, I, I don't see him out there making a lot of the mistakes the other guys make, but I also see him getting trucked and not really being effective. And I, I, I think you missed on that one, and that. That's bad because if you wind up missing on Howard, you look at all the picks you invested in that line, and all you have to show for it's Tunsil, who you uh, paid out the ass for. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I mean, you you paid sticker price and then some for him. So yeah, I have my doubts about him. Uh, Kahali Waring. I, I mean, this guy was he was a project when they drafted him. I get it. He's like a, uh, you know, he's a. He was a developmental guy. He he didn't have great size, but he was fast. And it's like, okay, maybe he turns into something. I feel like if he was going to turn into something, we we'd we'd feel it right now. I mean, and right now I, I don't feel like he's anything. 
I see him as the fourth best tight end on the team right now. Okay, so that says and, enough. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, I, honestly, who would you rather see out there? One of the, the Jordans or Fells or, yeah, yeah, all or, of them. or Brown or, or Waring? Uh, honestly, Charles Ominahu might be the, the bright spot from that draft. He might be the best player they drafted that year, and they took him in the fifth round. Yeah. Uh, and then Xavier Crawford, Cullen Gillespie, which, by the way, Gillespie and, and Waring were both like in, in, a, in a draft where they had real, real serious needs. It's like they took bells and whistles players with those two guys, like guys who do we really need a fourth tight end because or a fifth even because at the time they had Ryan Griffin, Jordan Akins, Jordan Thomas and Darren Fells on the roster. And they still took Holly Warren with that with a in a with a third round pick, and then they took a fullback who's not even a fullback. He's just a special teams player. Like, what were they? What could they possibly have been thinking? And, and you, like you mentioned, this year's draft, this last year's draft. I don't know what you've got out of it. I, I, so this is rapidly turning into a situation, and, and we've mentioned enough this year. You don't have really a draft. If you have three straight drafts that are basically just busto, like you quickly turn into the Browns or the Raiders. Like that's, and I'm not talking about like the Browns that are going to make the playoffs this year or the Raiders that are, uh, you you know, just got eliminated. I'm talking about like the Browns and Raiders that were picking in the top five for six straight years because they they kept missing, and not just missing on a pick, like missing on almost every pick. And it's getting that way. And, and there will be a new GM, presumably, by the time they draft this year. And, but he just doesn't have a lot to work with. So it's, you know, you've got to temper expectations for what you're going to be able to do with this year's draft. But these last two, and, and it's not like this is news that Bill O'Brien was a garbage GM. But this is, it, it is having long-term effects beyond what we can even explain, beyond the, the bad contract signings. Uh, I mean, these, these these draft picks, if I put up the last two years' worth of players that they've drafted, and I said, how many of these guys are you sure is like an, an actual NFL player? It's a real short list, and that's scary. Yeah, I, I think of the names you threw out there. They're the only two. I think Howard's an NFL player. I just don't know how good he is, and I think who's an NFL player. The rest of them? Boy, I don't know. And that's that's just ineffective and if you're going to be bad at the draft at least be good in making deals and free agency well they weren't good at either of those either and i think that it's obvious o'brien has made a mess here for somebody to have to fix and that's that's why i've been saying all along it's going to have to be a free agent fix because you're going to have to hit on some of these picks at least for depth and well uh, and then this year blacklock grenard heck reed coulter are you sure any of those guys are players no no, not uh, one out of single one. I obviously Blacklock hasn't been out there a lot. He hasn't looked good when he has. Uh, and Grenard just—he's invisible. I mean, <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't yesterday be a nice time for him to step up with useless merciless out? I mean, it, uh, you'd think he'd have a big day, but he didn't. Yeah, it, it, it's it's piling up to the point where I don't know. Man, I, I worry that this team is going to be in a a real, you know, disastrous downhill slide, and and you know what? And we're not even going back to 
2018 when it was, you know, the Justin Reed and who I don't know what we know about him now. Martinez Rankins, uh, Jordan Akins, Kuti, uh, Edgy of four. These are guys, Jordan Thomas, who we still, I don't know, Colin Bailly. Like, when, when, is the last guy, when is the last time the Texans drafted a guy that you go, that guy's a baller? How well, far yeah. back do you have to go? Uh, DeAndre? <laughs> no, I, I don't know about that. <laughs> that's... But uh, not to rub that in again. But, yeah, I mean, and I think that that's part of the problem. And, you know, and that's why I'm going to reserve judgment, though, until I see who they hire as GM and who the coach is. Because I do think a better coaching staff can make some of these guys at least palatable players. Because this is just a bad coaching staff. And it's the same problems that it was under O'Brien because it's all his guys. The, the offensive line is one of the most poorly coached that I've seen. And you could do some things to fix that. You got to get the you get somebody with a really good defensive scheme in the, to replace this archaic Romeo Cornell thing, which, by the way, hasn't worked for four years now. And, you know, it, it's it's time for something else. And I think I think better coaching can fix some of these guys that haven't developed at all. And you're going to need to because if you don't, yeah, you're going to be in a spiral for a while because this is a, you know, and, and they had one stretch of really bad drafts back in the day, and it was, uh, you know, it, it it was it led them to the point where they could get number one picks, which maybe they did okay with, maybe they didn't, but I do feel like this, uh, you know, this is going to be a tough job for somebody because they're inheriting bad drafts, bad signings, and a roster that frankly, can't compete at the highest level uh, right now and, and needs a lot of players to be able to do that. Well, right. it, it feels like they, I mean, they're miles away. And when you consider the the last year, the last year they had an impactful draft was the year that they got Deshaun Watson. That That's terrifying when you think about what, what the future is going to be of this team because you, you know, you said you can, you can get some free agents and you can get value free agents. But then the problem becomes, you know, some of those value-free agents are going to have a lot of options on where they want to play. And the Texans, the, the one way that they could make sure they get them is to offer them more security and longer-term deals. But do you really want to do that with what, with the, with what you've got? I, I, it, it, they're in a real bad spot, man. Well, I, I think some of it is going to be, hey, that's a coach I want to play for. You know, I, I, I could see doing that, but that that's what you're gonna have you're gonna have to get these hires right, and I don't I don't I don't think Cal can get the hires right, so we'll see. I mean, it's well, Jack Easterby will get the hires right. Don't worry. Jesus Easterby, my goodness. <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break. Uh, we'll be right back. Please don't go anywhere. It's a blitz on 97.5, I got the hookup and really no limit. boogies and you DNA. You're listening to the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. You are listening to the Blitz on ESPN 97.5. And on ESPN 92.5. Live from the Veritex Community Bank Studios, here's Fred Fowler and A.J. Hoffman. And we're back on the Blitz, live from the basement, and uh, AJ in studio as we uh, wander through another another Rona issue. But uh, just 
hopefully only be a couple days and I'll be back in the uh, studio. So uh, a couple more things I wanted to finish up with the Texans. Um, yeah, are, you putting it, off, are you putting a tombstone on the season, Fred? Uh, I did that a few weeks ago when okay. I said Deshaun should not be playing, and he shouldn't. Boy. You know yeah. How about gets knocked out in the fourth quarter on, on the play that he fumbles on? Again, another, uh, another game-losing turnover. Uh, that the Texans have late in the games, so with a chance to a chance to go win the game, and they turn it over, but they take him out of the game, and then they put him back in at the end, like it mattered if they won the game or not. I, I nice. don't, I don't nice. understand nice. this. They added fifty yards to his passing. Total, well, that's so. got to make him feel good. I guess. Well, he'll be a Pro Bowler, so I guess there's that. Yeah, I mean, it, it, but if you if you just stop now, I mean, he's going to have. You know, over 4,000 yards. He's going to have 30 touchdowns, six picks. That's a good season. Just let him stop now. There's there's nothing else to be gained from this. And you're risking the one thing that's going to want a good coach to come here, that's going to want other players to come here to come play with him. Why are you doing it? Well, it, and next week, next week you're playing against a highly motivated Titans team that is playing for a lot, and you're playing for absolutely nothing. It's... It, that, if that's not a recipe for getting your guy hurt, I don't know what is. Yeah, I uh, I just think it's a bad idea, and it's been a bad, bad idea, and there's no reason to keep you know, running him out there. And, and at some point, even Romeo has to say, hey, you know what, i got to do what's best for this team even if I'm not going to be here. And and just say, yeah, if I'm the team doctors, I'm saying, hey, he, he's hurt. He can't play. That's what I'm doing. But – Somebody was saying, is, is Watson going to one out now? Watson's going to get to handpick this coach. So, uh, And he's under contract for what, four more years. Yeah, I, so. it doesn't matter if Watson wants out or not. If Watson wanted out, he wouldn't have signed the deal. And he signed that yeah, deal no. when Bill O'Brien was still here. Yeah, and he's, you know, obviously he's going to have some input into who the new guy is, and, and he probably should. But, uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what the right fit's going to be. I. I think everybody wants an offensive-minded guy, but there's some pretty good defensive coaches out there that I think could come in and, and fix that defense a lot faster. And if they hire the right offensive coordinator, then you know I, I think it could make a significant difference going into next season. But uh, you know I, I don't. I don't know that they're thinking that way. I think they want an offensive guy. And there's some good ones out there, but you know if, I, I would like to get some of that Colts defense or that Ravens defense. And if that if that's the direction they went, and Watson was okay with it, I'd, I'd be could I'd be good with it. But then you find yourself like you know how many how many guys out there aren't offensive coordinators who you know you, you're going to go out and get how how many guys like that aren't already offensive coordinators who who you're going to get and is going to be like okay that's the guy. Well, that's where you got to be a smart coach and hire up and coming dudes. And nobody yeah. knew who Joe Brady was before he went to LSU. Uh, that's to me. That's part of getting the right guy. Is that he's going to bring in those type of people, or you're going to go get a head coach who was an OC before he got fired, who has some success. I mean, I, I you know when they brought in Jim Caldwell, I thought okay, this is just kind of for show. But Jim Caldwell as an offensive coordinator would not bother me at all. But, I mean, uh, Marvin Lewis as a defensive coordinator wouldn't bother me at all. N- no, not at all. I mean, that, those guys would. I'd be totally fine with that. And again, if if you do hire a young coach like an Eric Bieniemy, and he should hire a Marvin Lewis on that side of the ball, because 
you want a guy with experience and, and a guy who's been a successful defensive coordinator. I, I don't think Marvin's getting a head coaching job, but I, I would not mind seeing that at all. I've, I've always been, I've always said that, man. Go, go get guys who were really well thought of before they became a head coach and, you know, just weren't good at being a head coach. And, and so it, that kind of, those kind of guys, you know, they'll, they'll be players who want to play for Marvin Lewis if he's your defensive coordinator. And, and that's, to me, I just I hope they make the right decisions because, uh, you know, as far back as they are right now, they really need to have a home run hire as GM and coach because in order to get the kind of players they're going to need over the next two years, they better be able to sell themselves, and they better not make any wrong decisions on guys. You can't give a contract to a guy and he turns out to be a turd. I'll give you another so, guy that I, I wouldn't mind having as a DC, and, and he may end up being sort of a sacrificial lamb where he's at, but if – Jim Schwartz is an underrated defensive coordinator and the Eagles aren't firing Doug Peterson because you know Doug Peterson is he he brought him a Super Bowl he's got some some grace but he's he's gonna have to make major changes and the easiest thing to point the finger at is well defense no good even though they didn't have anybody on the field this year that like forget about that but they're gonna have to do something you can't go I mean, you can't go four eleven and one or whatever they're going to end up going and and not make any changes. Jim Schwartz, what when he was the the DC in Buffalo, their defense was legit. Now their offense was terrible, and then they hired Rex Ryan, and Rex Ryan didn't like Jim Schwartz because Rex Ryan wanted to have his hands on the defense, so he fired Jim Schwartz, and then the defense in Buffalo fell apart. Uh, but I don't I don't think the Eagles' defense is bad because of Jim Schwartz. I think it's bad because everybody on their team's hurt. Jim Schwartz is the kind of guy yeah. I want to be a coordinator, a guy who's been a head coach, especially if you're going to hire an offensive-minded, young, up-and-coming head coach. I want a guy like Jim Schwartz as, as my D.C., and and I would bet he's fired sooner than later out of Philly, and I'd make a – well, I mean, obviously you want to have a head coach in place before you make that call. You want to make sure that he, that he feels the same way I do about him, uh, and you want to have a GM in place who feels good about him, but – that's a that's a, a name that I would keep on my list of a guy who I expect to be unemployed at the end of the season, but still has some value in my mind. Yeah, I, I agree. It's just been a, a a rough situation there the last couple of years. I like the guy too, but that's those are the kind of guys, especially. And I've I've said this before: if you go out and get Joe Brady as your head coach, and he's going to run your offense, then you need a guy like that on the other side of the ball, uh, and and you need a you'll need a veteran guy like that. It, and it's 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 more than that too, man. They they've really got to get the position hires right. They've got to get a good offensive line coach in here. They've got to get somebody to coach up some of these defensive linemen. Uh, the secondary, it's all all those things are a mess. And if they, you've got to get the right people in there to because you're not going to fix it, but you can make it better. We've seen the Seahawks get better as the season's gone on on defense, and now they also made some trades and went out and got some guys. Yeah. But if you've got good coaches, you can fix things over the course of the season. Hell, we've seen it here before. There were there were years where the defense started off terrible, and then they made some adjustments and they got better. What I haven't seen is any adjustments. The only difference in this defense from when they started the season is Terrell Adams is out there making tackles and instead of Bernard McKinney missing them. That's basically it. So uh, nobody's developed, and it, it's all that. It, it, it's just it, you look at this this staff and you're like. My God, how did you let this guy have so much power that he's created such a mess? Good news is, I think a talented dude will see it as a challenge. Yeah. You know, there's that. Because <laughs> it is a challenge. There's no way around it. 
But yeah, there is no way Deshaun Watson should be on the field Sunday. There's no reason for it. And somebody said, well, he could lead the league in passing. Well, what does that get you? Um, <laughs> do, do you get a Do you get a banner for that? No, you don't get a trophy. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I just I, I don't think it's it's worth the risk, especially boy, his arm nearly got turned the completely wrong yes. direction twice. So what? And that's his passing arm. You want to break the left one? Go ahead, snap it in half. I don't care. You can't lose the other one. So there's just no reason to do it, man. And but, it, yeah. by the way, the only way he would be the passing leader is if the if the Chiefs sit Patrick Mahomes smartly to protect their asset, and then right. the Texans are just they, looking even they, dumber for doing it. But they probably should sit him. They should. They will, but uh, but we'll get to the rest of the league when we come back, and uh, and why the Chiefs can sit Patrick Mahomes. It is the Blitz on ESPN 97.5, 92.5. Leave us empty-handed Cause you know we don't deserve that From you ESPN 97.5